0: Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and, of course, the music. Hey, Bear. That was Bear You Heard Breathing for a second, and so we continue. This week, I'm joined by Susanna Cutler of New York, whose project Yours Are the Only Ears" caught my attention thanks to Lauren Rurik of The Grey States. Susanna has been writing music for much of her life, but this project takes her voice and messaging to a new level. Let's put it this way. Susanna is equally talented as a poet and as a musician, and really brings forward every aspect of her artistry, all the way down to her album cover, which she designed for Knock Hard. We dig into the concept she's packed as the record, her backstory, and so much more in this episode. So stay tuned and enjoy some of yours are the only ears.
1: God, if I close my eyes and sleep tonight, will you show me the light? Deep So
0: I'm joined by Susanna Cutler, who has a really awesome record on the way here, and just actually by the time this episode comes out, you may be hearing it, so
2: (laughs) how are you doing, Susanna? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm
0: great. It sounds like you're in, like, are you in a park or something?
2: Yeah, I'm downstairs in the park outside of my house, because I thought, it would just be, like, more relaxed. <laughs> for
0: it's. It seems like it, like, I can, for, this is an audio podcast, of course, but, like, I can see the trees, and it just looks so chill where you're at, so that's so yeah. awesome. Yeah,
2: I'm, yeah, it's really, it's a really nice park, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, I, I love
0: that. Um. Well, I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about all the things that um, have led up to you releasing music, and with this new record, Not Cards, so this is, Thank so
2: you. exciting I'm so excited to talk to you as well oh thank, thank you for having me
0: absolutely well let's go ahead and kind of dig into it um, how did you kind of first get involved in music
2: um I started like writing songs in high school basically I had a bunch of friends that were playing shows and writing songs and I never really took it as seriously as them but I always like wanted to like write songs or it always felt sort of natural to me. And I had this one friend who he was playing a lot of shows, but we would just like share our lyrics and like play together in his room all the time. And just like, it was really cool to have a friend that I, I don't know, like could bounce ideas off of and like get some kind of um, like positive feedback. That was like really nice.
0: That's really nice to have, especially when you're, like, first kind of getting involved in music and, like, figuring out your style and your voice. To be able to bounce ideas like that has got to be super motivating in that sense, too.
2: Definitely, and, like, we have, like, the same, like, style of, like, what our, what we wanted our lyrics to, like, be like. And, I don't know, I, I sort of, like, looked up to him as, like, a songwriter, so it was really cool to have that.
0: That's so awesome. That's gotta be really great because then you like you're creatively similar, so you're able to kinda help each other branch out, especially if you have similar lyric styles and stuff. Because I feel like that's always so hard to find your voice in that sense. So
2: Totally. It's yeah. I feel like that was like the one thing that maybe like gave me the confidence to like start writing songs or something. Having that friendship. hmm
0: well neat, I love the sound of that. Um, so what was like maybe like the first instruments that you were kinda of picking up and decided, hey, I wanna do this?
2: Um, I feel like when I was really little I was like interested in the piano, but mm-hmm. because my dad played guitar, he like got me playing guitar at a very young age, but I didn't <laughs> become very good at it <laughs> because <laughs> I I didn't like wanna listen to him. So I would just like, he taught me, like, two chords, and then that was it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just wanted to do it on my own. Um, but I kind of wish they gave me, like, piano lessons or something. But I learned piano later. That's really neat. Own. Yeah, and then I, I really love bass. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like playing bass, so that was kind of, like, a cool discovery for me to have, like, this other thing that is different from guitar but I kind of can like figure it out because I know guitar Mm -hmm. but it's like something that serves a different purpose and it's like fun to explore
0: I'm sure it's it's really helpful also for like your songwriting because then you can envision different parts that you may want to eventually add or like more dimension to it
2: yeah like that helps so much like knowing those three instruments like even just like basics like because, like, I was able to write, like, bass parts that, like, I had in my head, or the only thing that, like, I just can't ever play, probably, is, like, drums, but mm-hmm. it's, it's funny, because I still have, like, percussion ideas that I have to, like, translate in, like, mm-hmm. a really weird way, <laughs> I can't actually, like, play it, but my boyfriend played drums, so I would just, like, fake drum it and be like I want it like this can you do that that's perfect
0: though because I'm sure like at that point it's like oh okay I think I have an idea what you're talking about and kind of like (laughs) apply what you need so that's neat as long as you have that connection to like somebody to being like okay so I've got all this how do I do that to my yeah
2: totally like I don't know I feel like it was good to have friends that weren't, like, judgmental of me, like, not maybe having, like, the official vocabulary of something, but being able to, like, describe it in a way that, like, makes sense or, like, or, like, even, like, sound it out on keyboard or anything like that. I don't know.
0: The technical side of music can be so challenging and, like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes it can be a little bit of a gatekeeper as far as being involved in music, so it's good that you feel like you have the right people around you that you can, you can communicate those ideas to.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I definitely felt, like, really intimidated by it for, like, a long time. And I was, like, trying to record my album with, like, a few different people, and it was really bad. <laughs> it was, like, <laughs> they just, like... I don't know. I always felt like they didn't like want to explain certain things to me because it was like too exhausting to explain so which like I understand but I just decided that like I just wanted to like just research it and like do it myself because like I didn't like the idea of like not having control over it or like understanding what they were doing I don't know if there's just something kind of weird it's like when you're recording you want to be able to like know what is going on Well there's so
0: much you can learn and like it improves your music going forward I'm sure because you're like oh now I know about this so I can take that into consideration with like maybe my future music or I can modify what I have in front
3: of me.
2: Yeah totally I think it's definitely like really helpful and I'm really excited to like record the next album and I'm writing new songs for that already. That's so
0: awesome.
2: Yeah I'm so excited. (sighs) I love the sound
0: of that um Thanks, Bear. Uh, <laughs> to uh, to backtrack a little bit, if you don't mind, um, you kind of, you grew up with musicians as parents. Um, yeah. How did that kind of influence your learning and maybe like style of writing? Because I know you you mentioned about how you were kind of stubborn about learning guitar from your dad, but yeah. did they have any influence on you besides that?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they definitely did. I like in terms of like the music I liked when I was little. Like, I would listen to, like, blues, jazz stuff, and also, like, country-ish folk music that, like, they would um, have me listening to. And then, you know, I still, like, love that music, but I guess there was, like, a turning point where, like, I it sounds kind of lame, but I guess, like, I got into indie rock. <laughs> was, like, I was like, oh, no, like, they don't like this, but I do. <laughs> i don't know what to do
0: <laughs> i feel like but, so many of us go through that with our parents yeah. like
2: yeah mom dad
0: i like indie rock now <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and like they like it's not accessible in the same way for them but
3: mm-hmm.
2: i think they're like super supportive though and like they think my music is cool i think that's good for sure yeah
0: well, as long as they like your music, that's really all that matters.
2: <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's nice that they do. but I definitely like I feel like at first I didn't know what they would think of it. <laughs> it's always or that thing.
0: It's always that like how are the people close to me going to react to like the art I'm working on and stuff?
2: Yeah, it's definitely weird to like find out.
0: Sure. I, I can understand that. I feel like I've been doing this podcast for a couple of years and my parents are just now starting to ask like questions about it and everything. Aww, and it's yeah. just like, it's like, oh yeah, now you're seeing like my form of like art and creativity and stuff. It's kind of fun when you get to unpack all that.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I feel like that's really awesome that they're starting to like have conversations with you about it and stuff.
0: Absolutely. Um, what musicians would you say you were um, listening to growing up that kind of started to influence you and, like, maybe who were, like, your favorites that made you think, oh, yay, I want to write my own music?
2: Um, probably, like, Jenny Lewis from Rilo Kylie. She was, like, huge for me. Like, I learned a lot of Rilo Kylie songs, and I was just, like, it was accessible in a way where, like, I don't know. There was just something about it that made me feel like, oh, this is, like, sounds familiar in a way to me. Or, I don't know how to describe it. Where, like, when I listened to something like Bell and Sebastian, I was just like, I don't know what this is, but it's really good. And, like, but when I listened to Riley Piley, I'd be like, oh, I get this. And,
0: Sometimes like, it's, like, something about the music that you connect to, whether it's, like, the lyrics or just the way it sounds, or it's like, oh, this is something else.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, and also, probably, like, I really liked Joni Mitchell and, mm. like, uh, the moldy peaches, like, Kimia Dawson and Adam Green. Um, and um, I really liked Yeah, The Cure.
0: Cure mm. <laughs> um, always.
2: <laughs> yeah. But I feel like my biggest love is Joanna Newsom. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I know, like, I mean, I just don't try to, like, take any influence from her. Cause yeah. Because I just feel like we're not worthy of her. <laughs> 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 no one can.
0: <laughs> it's true. There's some people where it's like, I love your music, but, oh my gosh, I don't think I could ever come close to touching that kind of feeling. Yeah,
2: like, I just, Yeah she's amazing oh my
0: goodness well I love all these people that you mentioned as influences and stuff because I can feel I feel like you could be on the same kind of like roster as some of them like the moldy peaches and like Kimmy Dawson. Austin and wow stuff. like I'm like oh gosh that you'd totally fit in with that scene if you would like to do that so I love it that's
2: awesome to hear like that you think that that's really cool that's
0: absolutely um I feel like you you've have you've a lot of your music out there, especially on Bandcamp where you've kind of like
2: oh, yeah. put
0: your music as you've developed and stuff like um, your first demos on friendship porn and so yeah. on all the way up to leading up to this new record. Um, how do you feel you've grown musically since releasing those first demos?
2: Um, I feel like I like, had a lot of trouble singing because I smoked cigarettes for six years, and then when I quit, right before I recorded Knock Hard, like, I just felt like I could sing better. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I felt like I always knew that I could sing, it just, that I was, like, ruining my voice every day, Mm -hmm. but now I'm, like, feel like I get better at singing every day because I don't do that anymore. (laughs) So that's, like, something that's definitely changed. And also, I feel like I just started, I don't know, like, taking more time to, like, understand the recording process and, like, what... I I feel like this is, like, the first thing that I was, like, in control of. Like, friendship porn, like, I was recorded by someone else and... It was, like, a really weird time in my life, and I kind of, like, wish that I didn't put those songs out. (laughs) But I think that it's kind of cool because they're, like, sort of this... It's, like, sort of... I think everything before this is, like, something that you would find, like, in someone's room, and maybe they, they didn't want you to find it. But it's honest, and, like, it's, like... I think that this is more intentional or like I want someone to listen to this Mm. like I'm like I made it for people to listen to and the other things like I feel like I made for myself that I didn't think about the fact that anyone would listen to it I I don't know
0: I kind of love that element of it though because it's like your early music definitely feels very personal and very like rich because of that And to be able to kind of see your progression into what you want people to hear, I can already see that in what you've released so far and with the tracks that have been leading up to Knock Hard and stuff. It's like, there's a lot of intention behind it that's really neat. So I'm really excited to hear the whole record.
2: Oh, awesome. Unpack
0: all of that.
2: Um, Yeah, definitely. What
0: was it like for you writing some of the newer songs on Knock Hard?
2: Um, It was like, I would have a lot of ideas during school but then like I would be on like winter break or like spring break or something and then just write like three songs and be like oh I had all this just like boiling (laughs) under the skin but so I guess there was a lot of that and also like I think there was a lot of like I like went through like a really like horrible breakup and I, like, was sort of processing it in a weird way where I wasn't, like, consciously processing it, I think, and, like, my songs that I'm writing now are, like, a lot more, like, decisive or, like, I know exactly what I want and what I feel and, like, what I'm angry about, and I feel like the other songs on Knock Heart are, like, sort of more, like, I'm really annoyed, but I don't know why exactly (laughs) or something.
0: Those are very, like, real and valid feelings when undergoing something that, you know, that at times can be very traumatic, where sometimes you don't know what you're feeling. You're just kind of like, this is just the emotion right now that I think I'm feeling and I don't want to connect to what's actually, what I'm actually experiencing.
2: necessarily. Totally. And I
0: can, it, it's very realistic in that sense. And I think that's why I'm drawn to, like, the songs that you've put out so far, because it's like, these are very real feelings and, like, approaches to processing anything. So...
2: Yeah, that's a really nice to hear. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Like even if they're like not like decisive, there there's something true to it. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um some of these songs seem to come from like earlier releases like Fire in My Eyes. Um it seems like you've been developing that one over a couple of years. Um how do you feel it's like changed and grown in that time?
2: Um I feel like well, I was really happy with the new arrangement and, like, writing that new, like, bassline part mm-hmm. on the synth, but other than that, like, I just feel like I have more, like, confidence singing it because, like, when I wrote it, it was, like, I was still, like, in touch with that person that I wrote it about,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, like, he was, like, really sort of mean about it (laughs) like
3: why did you write this
2: fucked up song about me and I was just like I don't know I can't help it (laughs) I just did it's just my real feeling so like the only thing that's really changed is like now I'm just like fuck you good this is my song (laughs) (laughs) it deserves to be that way like yeah totally like that song is such like
0: heavy subject matter and very um unfortunate I feel like it's an extremely relatable circumstance that you kind of address, and um, it's just I like hearing that you feel more confident in that song now, and I feel like that translates in the two different recordings that I've heard, like the earlier version and one that you put out so far. There's a lot of confidence, a lot of energy. I feel like that comes in this version. That
2: hey, don't be rude to each other.
0: That just really shows so much, like, growth and, like, I love the energy that you bring into it as well.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. I'm I'm really excited to hear more songs, I think, because Thanks. of hearing Fire in My Eyes. I'm like, oh, oh, this is really great. And I felt like I'm like, okay, I'm ready to unpack this whole record. It's so, so great.
2: Yay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited to release it.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm so sure. Um... When you're writing music, what comes for you more easily? The music itself or the lyrics?
2: Um, I think it depends. Like, sometimes I, like, write a part on guitar that I really like, and then I write the lyrics for it. But I think it's more often than not. Like, I'll write the lyrics and the melody, Mm -hmm. and then I'll just figure out the chords. (laughs) Like, that's probably the more like the thing that like drives me to write a song more are like what I is like what I want to say, not the instrumental part. But I think that also like when I have like a melody, it always like ends up changing. Once I'm like putting it to music because I like start to like this like part on guitar where like the melody has to be like a different way or something. So then there's like that that um, process, and then I will try to play it with my band, and then like the song that I just wrote, like we arranged it as a band, which was like really cool. I had never done that before, so that's exciting. Yeah, like, and my friend Dan who sings on You and Bobby, and he's really cool, and his band's called the Spookfish. Nice. And um, he wrote this like really cool keyboard solo for the new song, and I'm like really into it. So it's fun to like have it like something solo, but then bring it to like my friends that can like add to it, like their touch, which is nice.
0: Yeah, it's got to be because I feel like it also gives you new ideas in that sense because it's like, okay, now I can think about what they brought to this song. Let's see what we can do with maybe the next one. And if you really are excited about their idea, they're like, oh, I can incorporate them again this time, so.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's really nice for sure.
0: You kind of mentioned about how whenever you're writing your music in that sense as well, it's like you're kind of – a lot of your writing is around what you want to say. Um, With that in mind, if it isn't a spoiler, of course, um, what's something that you really want to say with your release of Knock Hard? Um,
2: I think, like, I just want people to, like, take some sort of, like, comfort out of it, like, thinking about how nothing is, like, really permanent, and, like, you could be, like, in a really shitty mood or, like, a really shitty phase in your life, but, like, it always, like, will get better, and, like, you just have to believe in yourself. <laughs> it sounds so corny, <laughs> but that's, like, what I feel like I was trying to tell myself the whole time I was writing it, so I guess that's, like, what I would hope people could get out of it, but I'm not sure, like, it's, like, tangible in the, songwriter or not but
0: I can hear it in some ways with now that you mention it and I'd love to listen to records with, like okay one time I'll listen to it just completely with my own blank slate and then yeah. listen with the artist intention kind of in mind so Ooh. that'll definitely be fun I definitely recommend that for folks whenever the record comes out then because it's like you can listen to it with your own perspective and then it's like okay but what was maybe Susanna thinking as she was writing this so
2: yeah definitely the album also like it has a lot to do with, like, just feeling like you can't – or, like – like, I feel like I just, like, can never stop, like, loving someone.
3: hmm
2: Like, because the love just, like, always exi- is, like, eternal, and you just, like, harness it or you don't or something. <laughs> That's, like, what I was thinking of for, like, a few songs where it's, like, even, like, if someone, like, really hurts you, like, there's some kind of, like, eternal love that existed.
0: It's difficult to detach once you've experienced that emotion and that feeling towards someone or something, so.
2: Totally. I guess it's just, like, also, like, about feeling, like, I wish that it wasn't like that or something.
0: <laughs> no, so. that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Well I love that concept and those thoughts to kind of have as you know as you're writing and of course as we as listeners get to experience so I am very excited to be able to get into more of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is there like a favorite song that you really enjoyed writing on this record?
2: Um, The song To Be Alone is like the fifth song on the album and it's the only one with the drum machine and it's the last song that I did vocals for and recorded, actually, so it's, like, the most recent one. I'm really excited for people to hear that one because I, re- I, like, wrote it a bit ago, and then I, like, rewrote the melody, and I feel like it's really catchy and fun, so.
0: Oh, yeah! Well, I'm excited to hear that. That will be, yeah. be so amazing, and I love catchy music to begin with, especially with, like, the more, like, indie rock styling of music and stuff, so it's like, ooh, this is going to be fun
2: yeah (laughs) absolutely
0: um so one of the things that I really really like about what you're doing here is a lot of this record seems to have a very strong DIY process like you worked on the cover art the physical release designs the lyric sheets um you mentioned earlier about how you really like learning about things throughout the recording process and kind Mm -hmm. of having your hand in it all um what made you decide that you wanted to have like your hands in all these steps?
2: Well, I feel like it was just like out of necessity more than anything else. Like I, I think that well it's also like I felt like because I do visual art too like I kind of felt like I had to make the album art but a part of me also wanted to was thinking about hiring someone for it, because it'd be cool, it'd be, like, interesting for me to know, like, what it could inspire, like, another visual artist to make, but I guess, I just, I guess I wanted to, um, definitely, like, have control over those aspects, but also, like, I think financially it wasn't really, like, a possibility for me to, do it any other way True. so to yeah. be quite honest <laughs>
0: no that's that's fine and honestly it's like I love what you ended up developing with it that artwork is beautiful by the way um, thank
2: you so much
0: can I'm, I'm trying to find the best way to describe it because you basically have like a person cradling what looks like to be like a gazelle or an antelope I'm sorry I'm terrible with my yeah
2: animals no. sometimes but <laughs> that's yeah it's like an antelope deer hybrid yeah. Thing. <laughs>
0: what made you kind of decide on this visualization that you wanted to have accompany your record?
2: Um, honestly, I'm not sure. Like the, it just came to me like the, the picture in my head, and then I was um. I didn't want it to be a horse or a deer or an antelope like on its own. Like I wanted it to be like this weird hybrid animal because. I just didn't want it to be, like, I wanted to be more, like, mythical-looking or something, but it's, it's hard to, like, say why I chose that, because I'm not really sure, but um, the only thing I can, like, think of that, like, maybe had some inspiration—oh, actually, no, now I remember. Well, I was also taking this, like, African art history class, which— was really cool and inspiring um and they had and like we just were looking at like amazing masks with um antelope horns and like um I feel like I was really inspired by that imagery and also I am really inspired by those Vashti Bunyan Mm. album covers like uh, I forget the name of that painter, though, but I thought that I really liked the idea of, like, having just, like, an animal figure on just, like, a plain-colored background, so that was pretty much – I just did a bunch of research on, like, what I wanted it to look like more specifically, and then I wanted it to match with the Saturn art, so I put, like, a lady mm-hmm. on it, too. So I guess that was, that was pretty much the whole inspiration for it.
0: I love that. Well, it's beautiful art. I was, that was one of the things that kind of gathered my attention too, because I first found out about the record and your music through the Grey Estates, and then I started to see all the artwork and everything that was coming together for the record. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just like a beautiful project. So Wow, I love that. thank you. Absolutely. I love seeing it all come together and like knowing that you had like the direct hand in the creation of the art itself. It's just like I feel like it makes it that much more personal,
2: for sure. Yeah, definitely. I I know what you mean. I do like think that I won't always like want it to be like that though. For some reason. It's great for a first record though to be able to do that. For sure, for sure. I think so too. So do you play like any live shows up there in New York? Um yeah, I haven't really been playing um that often. I played um a release show a few weeks ago. Um but I will be playing on May 25th is like my album release show. Oh, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, in Brooklyn, so. Very
0: cool. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned that you haven't been playing as much, but do you have any favorite, like, places that you like to play or what you're kind of looking for in a space?
2: Um, I really like playing Alphaville where we're having the release show because they have really good veggie burgers.
0: That's a great reason.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're amazing. They taste so good. They're, like, black bean burgers, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, I'm sold, like, I don't know. I mean, it's not like we get them for free, but I just like that I can eat there. Like, because sometimes, like, I feel like when I'm playing a show, I, like, don't know when to eat or, like, I get, <laughs> I don't know. There's just, Then you like, can do it whenever you want to
0: if you're exactly. at a place that has food.
2: Exactly. So that's something I like, but um, also I like the gloves. Is like, a really cool DIY space right now, um, and the people that run it, I'm friends with some of them, and they're, like, so amazing. I think it's just really cool what they're doing, um, and trying to, um, keep that alive, you know, so. And also my friend Stony, who, like, works there, cuts hair, mm-hmm. and she's really cool, <laughs> and she has a thrift store in it.
1: That's so neat! That's awesome.
0: Yeah. I love DIY spaces, and I always love hearing about, like, ones that I've never heard of before, especially in New York, because I have so many friends that are up there. So, Mm -hmm. like, that just adds to my list of possible places to explore when I make it up this year, so.
2: Definitely. Where do you live? I'm in, like, St. Pete, Tampa,
0: Florida, so. Oh, awesome. Kind of like the central, like, the center part of the state, but I'm not, like, in the middle of the state. I'm on the coast, so. Oh, that sounds amazing. One of, one of the things I usually like to follow up with, with after asking about, of course, live shows and stuff, is um, this really hard question I like to throw at artists. If you could play with any three people, you can either bring them back from the dead or they can be active right now as musicians. Um, mm-hmm. You mean playing like your own basically festival? Oh, um,
2: that's who awesome. Who would you want to play with? Oh, man. Probably, definitely, Joy the <laughs> Um, And. I feel like it'd be cool to play with, um, yeah, Joni Mitchell, and maybe, like, this is going to be a weird answer, but for some reason, I feel like it'd be cool to play with The Grateful Dead, because we would be playing, like, outside, and everyone would be, like, really happy. I kind And they would the jam that. for, like, <laughs> hours, and I would just be like, yeah. This is cool. <laughs> so that's who I can think of. <laughs> I like the contrasting kind of sounds too. It's so much yeah. fun. I feel like that's like just what I would want to attend so, like for some reason. Also, I love the Grateful Dead. but Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, that's who uh, I can think of. I always love to
0: ask that question because I like to give people that I'm talking to kind of like oh this is a cool aspiration like you could probably do it honestly like what and I mentioned earlier whenever like about you being able to fit in with like a scene with like the moldy peaches and Kimia Dawson and
2: stuff it's just like
0: these kind of things could happen like I'm always surprised by my friends and the people I meet across music and like I end up seeing them on these like really awesome like tour flyers or like you know, local shows where they're playing with people that they admired for like a long time. So I'm just like, um, it could happen for you. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, keep that's up,
2: awesome. Keep it up because
0: you never know. It's it's exciting and it's fun.
2: Yeah, definitely. That's really cool to hear. I have to keep an open mind for sure.
0: Definitely. Hey, you never know. I mean, weird things happen with music. You can always end up with like on like a Grateful Dead like show. <laughs> you just never. <laughs> yeah. know
2: it's true especially like mixed genre shows being a thing yeah definitely like just playing some weird outdoor festival like on a mountain or something (laughs) be really cool
0: that sounds like a fun festival honestly yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what are some things that you'd like to kind of accomplish with your music maybe over the next year like some goals
2: um, I definitely wanna play more shows. I'm thinking about trying to get down to South by Southwest, even though everyone says it's awful. <laughs> but, but I feel like it could be cool for my band to like get out there more like um, it'd be cool to get a booking agent, but I'm not like getting my hopes up about that because I know it's not easy, but something like that really change the game for us
0: <laughs> so yeah but, it's definitely because it's like more opportunities to play and maybe even get to see new places if you do like touring and stuff
2: yeah i definitely that's definitely like i want to do that and <clears throat> i have like four or five new songs that i'm really excited about that i want to like write a few more and start the next album <laughs>
0: Wow, that would be amazing if you because you have this one literally coming out in May, and
2: then more would be amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited for people to hear the new stuff too, like when that comes out.
0: Oh my goodness, so much music! I love it.
2: Yeah, excited.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for taking today to talk to me about all. Yeah, thank you. And everybody who's listening, um, Knock Hard is out on May 11th, 2018, on Team Love Records. Uh, where can everybody keep up with you on the internet?
2: Um, we have like a Facebook page and also I have an Instagram. If you search yours or the only yours on Instagram, it should come up.
0: Awesome. Well,
2: yeah. everybody
0: go follow all of it because there's, there's some amazing stuff out there that Susanna and everybody who's helping her with the music are working on. So and get this record. <laughs> Thank you
2: so much. Absolutely. It was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Thank mm-hmm.
0: so much to Susanna for her time to talk about this really exciting record. Make sure to grab Knock Hard, now available through Team Love Records. And if you're in New York, make sure to check out the record release show on May 25th at Alphaville, or catch any of the Yours Are the Only Ears tour dates along the East Coast and Midwest this summer. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and so much more. You want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I would love to hear from you. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, run publicity, or book shows, this can be a space just for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry and listen to Yours
1: Are the Only Ears.